three, two, one, and we're live. Hi. Um. Had to get a soda. My fucking foot itches. Um. So I went and watched that new Joker movie today. It's really well done. Really, really well done. Um. I'm excited to see it. I really am. I haven't looked forward to a movie in a long time. I'm not going to say... Well, judging off, off of the amount of views we have, I can probably say whatever the hell I want about it. Well, I'm... All of the spoilers. Well, I would, I'll leave the room if that's the case. But um, uh, if, if you're going looking for a typical uh, DC comic or Marvel comic movie, you're not going to find that. That's like it's... I don't think it claims to be, does it? No, but it is a DC character, and um, it's much more artistic than any of those movies have been. Oh, well, I had I had heard from what Cody's research told me. He told me that it could be that that's not the Joker, but the guy who inspired the Joker. Because if you think of the timeline, if if Bruce Wayne's dad's running for mayor, wouldn't the Joker have to be, like, much younger? Yeah. However, the person in question in the movie literally asks to be called the Joker. He says, right. call me Joker. Right. Yeah. So, either the Joker just doesn't age... Or there's multiple Jokers throughout the timeline. Yeah. And as one falls off, a new one takes his place. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, are we? do we have some weird air? No, we're good. No. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It was, it was a really good movie. Very artistic. Like, it was... It was good cinema. Like, good. It, it, it's a lot better. Just like... Good, we needed that. With anything, compared to anything else that's come out recently, it, it was just really well, like, the acting was well done, the, the filming was well done, you know. Yeah. Just like, well, that's good, because there hasn't been very many good films. We, I mean, I went and saw both the new Star Wars with you, not Rogue One, but 7 and 8. I couldn't tell you what happens in 8. I don't remember it. Yeah. I really don't. Like, and I, I like Star Wars. I like the original trilogy. And as well as the, you know, one through three, but the new ones like seven was cool. Cause it was hype and you get to sit in a star Wars film as an adult. Right. Like, and for the experience, but I don't remember eight for the life of me. Yeah. Well, and, but rogue one, rogue one's fantastic. Oh God, dude. Rogue one was, I wish fun. I would have seen that in theaters. Yeah, me too. I didn't. And yeah. I'm really disappointed that I didn't. Me too. Like that was the best one out of seven, seven, uh, all of the new ones yeah, yeah, within yeah. the last like four or five years. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I liked that one. It really mixed it up and Deadpool, Deadpool one was okay. Deadpool two was a pile of shit. I thought. Yeah. Dead comparatively. Was, yeah. Well, I mean, Deadpool one, they like, they went full Deadpool and Deadpool one and it's like how do you top going that far yeah it's true you can't you can't and deadpool the thing i liked about deadpool is it wrapped up at the end it wasn't like avengers where it's like tune in next time see what happened like i like when a movie has a good story and wraps it up at the end and that's exactly what deadpool one was 
So. Yeah, and speaking of movies, my neighbor, guy's like 10 years older than me, I don't really care, um, randomly texts me this last week, and he's like, this isn't... This is a, such a big surprise, but my wife doesn't want to see the new Rambo movie with me. Would you be willing to go? <laughs> and so uh, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll I'll go see the new Rambo movie with you. Fuck it. Are you still doing it or did he already? Uh, I haven't heard back from him. I, sent, okay. I told him what my schedule looked like. When are they going to stop with these Rambos and these Terminators? I think this is, I think this is Rambo Last Blood or Final Blood. So Yeah. Because... The first Rambo was just called First Blood. And then they'll do a Rambo revival, and he'll be 90 years old. Just pumping HGH. Oh, you want to talk about um, old characters coming back to life? They found they, they pulled the original Sarah Connor out of the grave, um, and they're making a, a Terminator that's along the timeline yeah, of that. the original series. I saw that. That's like um, the immediate aftermath of... Uh, T2 Judgment Day. And of course, Schwarzenegger's in it. Why wouldn't he be? You know, I've got nothing against that man being a Terminator. I don't either, but age. how many times can you defeat this fucking thing? And well, then it's... So, she defeated him as Terminator in T1. Mm-hmm. In, in T2 Ju- Judgment Day, she defeated T1000, which was the liquid guy. Okay. Okay. Now, uh... I think um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator um, model is like the T-100. Okay. So he's like the original one with skin that could get past the sensors and shit. Is that doozy? No, that was my foot. Oh, Santa Lake. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I think it's just showing the, how the models age over time. <laughs> Well, they're doing a hell of a job. I hope the best for them. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it's not going to beat the originals. Oh, hell no. It's dude. like if they, it's like if they, T2 is still, if they bring back the Predators again, like the, like they just have to milk. There's no good IP, IPOs anymore. Yeah. Or IPs. I don't know. Whatever. There's no good new concepts anymore. No. They're like just milking off old franchises. Like, fuck it. Let's make remake Collateral Damage and Commando. Well, yeah. We're let's at it. let's make a new age Indiana Jones where Harrison Ford's just smoking a joint the whole time and complaining about Star Wars. <laughs> I might pay to watch that because the Crystal Skull wasn't enough. <clears throat> yeah. Apparently, Harrison Ford didn't really want to continue being Han Solo. That's why they killed him off. Does he want to do anything anymore? No, I think he just wants to retire. I think so, too. He seems like it. He seems like he's just done. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I would be done. He's he's in his late 70s, I think. And he keeps getting interviewed about Star Wars characters, and you can just see the look on his face like, I don't are you kidding shit. me? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who was it that they were interviewing? Oh, uh, it was Walking Phoenix about the Joker. Yeah. And he was just like, he just got up and left the interview. He did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've seen one with Robert Downey Jr. where he does that. Oh, yeah. Because they brought his, like, they were talking about how his dad was, like, abusive. And they were trying to get an emotional reaction. And he's like, what are you doing? And he just got up and left. He's like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Uh, one thing Harrison likes to talk about, though, is flying airplanes. Oh yeah, he's uh, like he's he owns a couple of World War II 
like actual World War II planes. Yeah, that's that really flies. cool. I remember when I was uh, in the military, this was several years ago, but he uh, he crash-landed a plane on a golf course somewhere in California. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That's so funny. Only Harrison Ford. Yeah. And he, like, walked away unscathed because, you know, fucking Indiana Jones, Han Solo. Yeah. He flew the Millennium Falcon. So I think he can he can land a uh, he can land a plane when it's in distress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fun. He's uh he's quite the character in real life. He plays quite a character. But um, yeah. So how was your week? What'd you do? Um. Went to clinical. I shadowed a nurse that had piss poor time management. Yeah. How I'm come? Doing the job for like 20 years, apparently, and doesn't have time management down. Can't man like I mean, you know, to be grant to be fair, like certain hospitals, a certain patient load is considered like a lot. Yeah. But she was given like five patients, and it was just hard for her to manage. What, did she stop and talk to people in the hall? Constantly. Yep, there you go. Constantly. Social nurse. Just what we need. And um, <clears throat> I, I was sitting there. It's not my place as a student to say anything. Um, if they'd just give me access to the fucking Pixis, I could have taken three of those patients by myself. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. It... it it, it's such a weird thing, like the the atmosphere of that hospital um, yeah. is so much better than any other place I've worked. It's like a small community where, like, you go to these huge hospitals like IMC and Murray. Oh, yuck! And they're like a fucking machine. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the, this is like a small community. Like everyone's there to support one another, and they like work together and and whatnot. But like you still need to operate somewhat mechanically and have good time management and shit like that. But yeah, if you want to know what IMC's like, you don't even have to go in. You just have to go to the parking lot and try to park your fucking car. Try that on like in the middle midday on like a Friday. Go down there. Not even that, dude. Go there at like two p.m. on a Wednesday. Mm. Yeah, every time I went to visit my dad, it was packed. Every single time. Yep. And they don't have enough parking for the employees. So they park along the roads. Yeah. Or like in the middle of like parking spots. Like yeah. there's like the end, end caps of parking spots. People are lined up on those. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. They built a new parking garage and that's already like flooded. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a special type of insanity over there yep the hospital that i go to um for my clinicals right now i could leave and literally back my car out during lunch and pull into the spot next to me. <laughs> mm. that's awesome yeah i like um, that it, it's a really small community hospital i really like it i love i love the atmosphere there but um I mean, the acuity of the patients is not super high, which, I mean, 
if you work there long enough, it kind of makes you feel like if you get somebody of average acuity for a place like IMC, then you're like overwhelmed because it's high acuity for your your patient load. But yeah. Um, and I think that's what kind of happened to this nurse is she's been working there for so long that it's like, you know, if you had pulled an IMC nurse in to that hospital and gave them the same patient load for that day, it would have been like nothing. Yeah. Because you know? they're used to juggling like seven, eight patients per shift. And right. this, this person was given five and discharged two and... Yeah. You know, so. Well, fuck. No time management skills. Yeah. And I I don't really remember, but I think I mentioned that in my little report or whatever that I had to make. But... Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, I have to fill out a journal every week. <clears throat> well. And yeah. So. Fun stuff. Well, we went to Alex's last weekend. Yes, we did. Played Pandemic, which is really fun. Did we talk about that last time? No. Yeah, Pandemic. It's a really fun board game. Um, you have to work together to defeat a virus. Multiple viruses. Yep, four viruses. And it's really hard. It is really hard. I've yeah. been playing it for 10 years. I've never actually won. <laughs> yeah. But the replay value is high. <laughs> it, it is. Um, and after you have a good grasp on the rules and the different uh, roles within the game, like you can strategize and you, you get to a point where you think you're going to beat it and then something happens. Yeah. Each time. Oh, outbreak in Hong Kong. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Now there's three on all of the city around. You'd have to know the rules to know what I'm talking about. But it gets out of hand. Like, you think you're going to win. You get down to, like, a few little cubes. And you're like, God damn it, yes. And then you get a, what, an epidemic card. Yeah. And then it's, basically, it fucks you. And then the virus goes everywhere. And you're like, God damn it. Like, it, if the cards didn't run out, you would play that game for eight hours. Oh, easily. Like, it's like Risk. It's yeah, like Risk the, with but, Endgame. But the, uh, the rules dictate that um, the outbreak cards the infect the infectious cards can be used over and over and over again and reshuffled as many times as they need to be oh christ but the uh the player deck yep can only be used until the point at which it runs out of cards and then it's done i feel like the analogy with that would be just the four characters just saying fuck it i'm done <laughs> yeah. they're flying all over the world <laughs> they're putting yeah. it yeah and then it outbreaks and I'm like we're done Yep, fuck it, dude. Yep. We're, we're going, going to, to Antarctica. Go back to this research center and we're going to hunker down and let humanity die off. And then they fly to Antarctica. Yep. That's what I would do. It's because it's a nice research base down there. It's actually not a bad strategy. It's pretty isolated. It's cold. So, yeah. um, like, bacteria and other infectious diseases would have a hard time surviving it, uh, surviving the environment. Yeah. Outside of a host. So. And then you focus on uh, rebuilding humanity because I think there's one female. <laughs> and you just hope that one of them is that. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. It was a pretty fun game. Yeah, it, it was. It was a good time. Um, 
I know you're not drinking this month. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not drinking most days. We'll say that. Well, that's better than most days. Yeah. Well, that's better than drinking most days, I should say. Yeah. Um, with that being said, could you put me some vodka in this? Yes. Cool. That I can do. Um... Just getting a smell. And yeah, there we go. Um, I entered this drinking in Long Island. Uh, I don't know what it says about me, but I haven't felt the effects of that yet. We'll see. So. Well, what prompted my break, and I want to bring this up, actually. There's this guy at Alex's party. Zay, you fucking son of a bitch. You, dude, fuck that guy. Okay, so I show up. I'm sitting there. Dallas leaves. I'm sitting at the table. There's a pack of cigarettes on the uh, on the table, and that's my. Once I've been drinking, that's my, that's my weakness. So I'm looking at it, and then this guy comes up to me, and he's like, "Hey, you don't want to smoke those here." And he pulls out this brown vial with a little syringe at the top, like a little eye dripper. I'm like, "What's that?" He's like. It's cannabis-infused Everclear. I'm like, oh, is it strong? How much should I have? Just like a drip? He's like, no, the whole vial. And I was like, no, I'm good, man. I'll go ahead and just take a quarter of the vial. So I filled up a quarter of it, and then I only did about half of that. So an eighth of the teardrop, which is, I don't know, like a three-inch teardrop dripper. And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. So I'm sitting, we start playing this game on the TV and we uh, jackbox something and you're supposed to enter your name. And as I was entering my name, I went into Narnia. I was sitting, (laughs) I was like, I couldn't remember like how to string together words. And then Alex was over my shoulder and everybody was staring at me. And I look up and everyone's staring at me. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I'm, try- I'm thinking really hard of a funny name. And I just like couldn't, couldn't do it. So I was like, go start without me. Start without me. And this was probably 45 minutes after he gave that to me. It's about that, the average time for something to process yeah, it. So that, that kicked in. And the Everclear at that point, it just burnt. But it wasn't enough Everclear to like affect me. Okay. So I was like, Jesus Christ, I need to take a walk. So I go outside and I walked around outside for about 30 minutes, like Mad Max, just fucking lost, dude. I didn't know where I was. I was looking around. I thought this guy was following me. <laughs> I kept looking around. It was a different guy too. Now that I'm, now that I'm not under that spell anymore. Uh, it was different people. Yeah. I would walk for like 20 minutes and turn around and there'd be a different guy. I'm like, Jesus Christ. He's still on me. So then I'd take a cut through the playground. I'm like, is he still is he still back there? So then I finally waited for the alcohol to just wear off. And uh cannabis isn't quite the same when you're driving, but hypothetically I I I drove and I got pulled over by a construction sign and I sat there for about five minutes before I realized it was a construction sign. <laughs> 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 So, um, so you didn't get pulled over near a construction sign. You literally got pulled over by, like, the construction sign is what pulled you over. I was driving down the road, both hands on the wheel, straight ahead, 
watching my speed under the speed limit by two miles an hour go past the construction sign i see the the flashing back and forth like god damn it i pull over i start sweating turn off the ac or turn off the heater i'm just sitting there sitting there sitting there i look up construction sign it's like a traffic construction thing. Like, <laughs> God damn it. So then I drove the, the rest of the way home. Dude. I was still awake when you got back that night. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. I hadn't... I had taken a cannabis break. Consistent. And if you do an edible and haven't had any tolerance, you're fucked. I'll tell you that right now. So that's what prompted my sober October adventure. And uh, yeah. Well... I applaud you for that. Um, but I'm not forcing anyone else to do it. It's just kind of like... Yeah, and I'm trying to follow suit to a degree, but I also don't feel like I'm on the same level as you uh, when it comes to... Yeah. Yeah, I can drink a lot. I had so much at Alex's house like throughout the night because I got there, I don't know. Like I drank a Stein yesterday Yeah. during dinner, mm-hmm. and I was filling it. Yeah. So... Yeah, I had about twelve Jello shots. They kept giving me shots. I was just sitting around. Had to you sit had around. That apple crown bullshit. Yeah, right? but the sad thing is, I can still have a conversation without extremely slurring my words. I can walk straight. I can. I'm like highly functional. So that's that's where I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop. But here's the weird thing: is I have that really high tolerance, but um, like I can, I've stopped. Yeah. For, I don't know, five days almost. Almost, yeah. And it wouldn't be bad. Like, it's not, I didn't feel like it was a problem. I, I, uh, you know, after a long day, you just come home, you pour a drink, you, you have a couple of drinks to stop the shakes, you know? And then I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. That's why you have the flask during the day. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I've never had the shakes. I would, I, I'd probably have to drink so much for that. Um, so, do you know what that's called? Uh, alcohol deprivation. No, so people call it DTs, but they don't know what it stands for. It stands for delirious, uh, uh, delirium tremens. Okay. So it's literally your body is detoxing so hard that it's trying to kill itself. Really? Yes. Oh Jesus Christ! And people start hallucinating in that state. They oh, can't wow. feed themselves. People have literally died from that. See, and that's the thing. That's another thing, too. And I've talked to you about this. I've never been blackout drunk before in my life. I don't think I have either. I've always been able to remember. At least something. Most of it. Most of everything. Maybe not the fine details, but I can tell you where I was. Yeah. Like where you were, what in general is happening at the time. I've heard people say like, you know that when you're drunk and then you go over the edge and then you just don't remember the night, you like wake up and I've woken up in a dumpster before. Like, what the fuck? You got a problem. Take a look in the mirror, dude. Yeah, I've never had that either. The closest I've ever been has been my bachelor party. And I think I've mentioned this on this uh, before. But even then, I still remember that night. Right. There's a, there's a lot of details that are missing, but yes. I still remember the day itself, and like getting the getting to the location, and like <clears throat> what led up to me basically throwing up all over a bunch of strangers. Yep. So 
Um, and that happened to me at St. Patrick's Day, and you were there. You were leaving as it started. Yeah. I threw up on Alex's couch, and I didn't realize it. I just kind of burped, and I think you said, you just threw up. And I looked down, like, oh, my God, I did. And then you and started. And spewed. And I was like, get to the bathroom, get to the bathroom. And I do remember going to the bathroom and throwing up for a while, and then I laid down and fell asleep. <laughs> and I woke up, and I felt like I was in the Saw movie. Like I woke up, I did. I, did you wake up in the bathtub? I woke up like drooped over the bathtub. I was like looking around. <laughs> and I do remember Alex coming in. Alex is a good friend for this reason. He helped like he took my shirt off. He washed it. He washed my clothes. He helped clean you up and stuff. He cleaned me up. He put all my clothes in a bag, set it by the door. I woke up like sober, hung over at like 3 a.m. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> Everyone was asleep. I got my shit, walked outside, and went home. And that was the most drunk I've ever been. Um, Yeah, I remember that night well because I didn't drink a damn thing. Yeah. Because well, all Alex had was Bud Light, and I refused to drink that. No, he had Jame. He was giving me Jameson. That's true. He was. So he first he fed me like this Alfredo something pasta. Yeah, yeah. some cream based pasta. Yeah, I remember. That. And I was sipping beer and you know whatever. And then Jameson comes out, and then I start drinking that. And <laughs> I, I remember that I smoked at the time, so I went out for a cigarette. And then nicotine pushed me over the edge. Yeah, I remember feeling I've, the shakes. I, I've honestly um. I, I've had uh, nicotine intoxication before, um, and it's not like the same type of intoxication as alcohol. It, it, it's intoxication in the sense that it's like a poisoning, almost. Yeah. Did you get really cold? No, I've thrown up Okay, from smoking too much before. Mm. Um, it, <clears throat> it happened in L.A. in uh, aught nine, mm -hmm. if you will. Uh, but yeah, it, um, my friend had this really strict, like no smoking policy at their apartment. And so I went outside of their apartment and it'd been like five or six hours or something. And I probably smoked something equivalent to a chimney then. And so I, I downed like four cigarettes yeah. in a very short amount of time. And it, it made me fucking sick. Dude. Yeah sick 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 yeah so. it's one of it's one of those things especially because i was smoking weed a lot at the time and i i it, the thing with weed too is if you drink let's say five shots as a sober person if you're not a weed smoker five shots you're like okay that's tolerable um maybe but the second you smoke weed for example if you smoke weed first and then take one shot you'll feel the same as if you were sober and took five. Okay. So if you take five and then smoke weed, you, you kind of have this realization like this shit is bad for me. Like mm -hmm. you can feel your organs like this is not good. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of organs, I, I had a blood test done today. I'm really interested to see what my results are. Uh, it's part of my annual physical, but they drew like a, basically like a liver function test as part of that and so um, yeah i i'm kind of like i'm kind of curious to see what my um liver enzymes are sitting at i bet you they're gonna come back good yeah yeah I, I think so i think the, the primary problem with alcoholism after the age of 50 isn't even just the alcohol but people that are over a 30 percent bmi because then you start getting a fatty liver 
And then that's, I think that's where it gets really bad. You get that visceral fat built up around your organs, but. Oh, speaking of uh, fat, I made a commitment to myself, which means this weekend I really need to hunker down and get some schoolwork done. Um, but I'm going to, on on Monday, I was like, I'm going to go study for like three hours and then I'm going to work out. And I'm going to work out every day that I'm not in school or clinical. Nice. So hopefully that combined with my reduction of alcohol intake will. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I set. I, I set mine at, cause I, I give myself goals that I know I'm going to fail, but <laughs> it gives me, cause I went to the gym three times last month, the entire month. That's so more I was, than I've done in like two months. Well, it's, it's declined. It like the previous month was six times. Previous was 12. So I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to go every single day knowing very well that I could not sustain that. But in turn, I've already been three times this month. It's the fourth. So, okay. So I've set it really high so that even if I only get half of my goal, it's more than I've went in the past three months, two, three months combined. I guess I kind of operate off of a different premise. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, I've lost a lot of weight before. Yeah. I've been heavy. I've been probably like 30% and, and, and dropped 80% of that uh, down to like an actual healthy BMI and body fat percentage and everything. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was just a day, literally a day by day commitment. So like um, you wake up and like, if you can do it that day then that's it, like just focus on that day. Yeah. Yep. And, and, uh, cause it takes 21 days to build a habit. Yeah. Yeah. So back when I lost all that, all the weight that I, I had, and I'm heavier than I was at my heaviest, unfortunately to say like, so I'm at, I'm at my heaviest now. My previous heaviest was lower than this. Um, but it, I, I made I made a commitment, and I was like, okay, well, I have to live up to this. Yeah. Because I I basically was like, I signed a contract for this. I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I contacted one of my friends who's a, just a complete fucking stud. And was he was a model for Gold's Gym back in his 20s. Damn. Yeah. You can actually go to Walmart and buy Gold's Gym products with his fucking face and likeness on them. Nice. Yeah. He smeared um, the oil on himself and everything, huh? Yeah, everything. And um, I was like, get me into shape, bro. And he's like, meet me Monday here. Yeah. And I never looked back. And I don't know where he lives now, but if he were around, I'd probably do the same thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was it wasn't a commitment to me. It was a commitment to someone else. Yeah. And like he fucking worked me out, dude. Like he put me on a diet plan. I got a six pack in like six months. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And especially when you train with other people, 
like it's 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 strange because you go by yourself for a long time and you think you're working really hard and then you get somebody that pushes you even higher that widens your yeah spectrum when when, when you're used to giving out at 13 reps and they're like no one more no one more and you're like oh shit i just did 17 reps or something like that yep yeah yep my my struggle has always been the diet side of it oh for sure dude uh i i train pretty i'd say i train pretty fucking intense but my diet's always shit so therefore i stay in okay shape all year round but i'm never in fantastic shape yeah like i have buddies of mine from the military that post these things like uh beach body 24 7 yeah and i'm like that ain't me man yeah <laughs> i've got piano lounge body 24 <laughs> 7 so <laughs> i'll get to the point so i'll do the steak and eggs diet which i just started today and uh I'll, I came home and you were eating that. Yep. I'll do that for a month and a half. And to the point where you get the little veins on the bottom of your abs. And then I'll stop for six months. And I'll just eat what I want again. <laughs> it's it's so bad for you to fluctuate in weight like that. but. Well, my, my weight gain since I've been out of the military has been relatively gradual. Um <clears throat> but I'm hoping to, like, especially with school coming to a close here within the next six months, I'm hoping to, like, really get back on top of it. Yeah, well, that's good. Because I, I love climbing. I really miss climbing. Um, you won't go outside with me for some reason. You haven't asked. I have asked. Recently, you haven't. Not since I've lived here. Well, it's because I've been... Yeah, Very. we've both been busy. I've been doing the NASM. You've been doing schoolwork. Yeah, um, but when I get done, I'm going to try to get out there every at least once a week and go climbing again. Um, yeah. And I'm going to try to exercise. Well, I'm going to, I'm not going to say try. I'm going to exercise at least three times a week, and I'm going to try for four um outside of the climbing yeah um especially if i'm going to be doing my capstone project at the prison i was just thinking about that the other day it's like i've got the mentality to defend myself yeah but if i have to defend myself against a fucking 260 pound like aryan brotherhood motherfucker when i start my (laughs) capstone I don't know if I have the physical strength. I've got the mentality. The mentality's there. I'll fucking strip a motherfucker's flesh off with my teeth if I have to. Yeah. That's why you carry a gun. That's why you carry a gun. (laughs) Yep. So. Yeah, exactly. So, I I mean, like, that's that's where I'm at. I was like, uh, okay, well, I'm going to be working with prisoners. And I might be put in a situation where I am the only person available until help can get to me. Yeah. And I need to be able to kick ass like I did back in 2012 when I was fighting the Taliban, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, you have a good excuse, too. I mean, school is a lot of work. Well, 
Yeah, and in particular my school. It's not like going for a fucking fine arts degree or something. Like, I would love to go for a fine arts degree. I love art, dude. Yeah. Like, I was painting the other day. Yep. Um, But it, it's completely different what I'm doing. Like, just the, like, having to wrap your head around the science Mm-hmm. Of of everything that you're dealing with, and yeah. like the nuances of like each medication, and, right? And like my pharmacology teachers, like don't remember all this about the medications. Like you're not going to, and it's like, well, I understand that you're saying that, but the test you're giving me is asking me to do just that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one thing I miss about working at NTO is I got to work out so much. That was. Oh. Yeah, when I when I worked back worked there um, back in like 2008, right after I signed my contract to go to boot camp in like uh, 2009, I I worked every Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Um, by myself back then. Uh huh. And I would go on quote unquote rounds, and I'd spend an hour and a half on each round in the gym on the treadmill or lifting or something fucking like just you know yep so that that place is the first time i threw out my back doing deadlifts really yep that place i I, was i working with you at the time no i you that was before you came on i remember i pulled pulled my like my back went out it was fucking awful i could barely walk but nto that place i had my strongest bench press I had my strongest, oh. like everything, because it had the opportunity to. Yeah, and and especially, it, especially if you have somebody else um, working with you. Yeah. Like for me, uh, when I was working there back in the day, um, if the the reason I didn't exercise longer mm-hmm. is because I was the only motherfucker there. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but uh, like if. I weren't, um, then I would, uh, I probably would have stayed out longer. Yeah. And having somebody else there to watch the cameras for you, it's like, okay. So the way I did it, I was like, it takes me roughly this long to walk around the, the building to do a security check. So I'd, I'd walk, I'd get out of view of the cameras, I'd sprint my security check. Yep. And then go to the gym and work out for like 20, 30 minutes at a time and then come back to the office. And then the next round I did, it was the same thing. Yeah. Just over and over and over again. But when you have somebody else there to help you manage the situation, you can actually go do a full workout. Yeah. You don't even have to do your patrol. You just be like, fuck you, Steve. I'm just going to the gym. (laughs) And that gym in the other building across oh, yeah. the parking lot. That's the one I would try to go to if I was on outdoors. Yeah. I would go to that one because there was like the pipes you could do pull-ups on. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It was just like a grungy, like it felt like a... It was like a true like 70s, early 80s style gym. Yeah, like the old plates. Like instead of it being uh, like you pull out the little thing, it was like little discs, like discs for the like lat pull-downs, like just plates. That's how it was when I was in Afghanistan. Yeah. It wasn't even that, though. Like, some some of the shit we worked out with in, in, in Afghanistan was 
fucking sandbags that just had the approximate weight written on the side of them. Really? Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was just fucking... Yeah, I mean, like, fucking Humvee axles you being used as pull-up bars and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like primal. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Yeah, you probably would have liked my gym in Afghanistan. Is like it, it was literally just a cami netting and whatever we had on hand. I can't stand the people in the gyms now. Like, if you're just beginning and you can't lift a lot, I get it. But if you're bragging because you can bench 95 pounds, pisses me off, dude. So, okay, I, I understand that. The guys that act like that wear the compression shirts and they bump out six reps of 95 pounds and they're like, oh, oh, like drives me fucking nuts. So honestly, uh, right now, um, I don't know what I can bench. I would I, say, I would say you could at least do 185, I'd say. As a max? I don't know. I don't know. One I, rep max? One rep? I don't know. I'd, I honestly don't know. I've never seen you bench before. Um. When I was at my height, I was at 240. Okay. That's respectable. Um, at 180? What did you weigh? I weighed 160. Okay. That's respectable. That's, yeah. Um, now, I weigh about 203 pounds. But I can see being proud of the milestone when you reach it. Like, if yep. you start off at... 85 pounds and you reach that 95 pound mark that's a big deal yeah you know for sure that's that's a big deal for sure i had a kid in high school that couldn't do the bar i felt really bad people made fun of him and i would take him in and i didn't really know what i was doing i couldn't even do 135 at the time but i was like helping him with the bar and i just remember people making fun of him and like shut the fuck up so so for me i i honestly feel like right now I could probably do one one thirty five to one fifty, but uh, like for reps. Yeah. But I I am nowhere near what I used to be. That's fair. I I used to be a six to seven two forty guy. Okay. Yeah, um, that's respectable. And not to live in the past, but I'm saying like it's a long time since then. Yeah. I'm. About seven years older now, mm-hmm. and overweight for sure. So, like, for me, pulling a 135 to 150, 60 ish, yep, for six to eight reps. That, yeah, that's good, that's really good. That's that's what I'm that's probably where I'd put myself right now. Like for me, I know what I need to do to get my strength back up. I always do a five by five. So I'll get to a weight where I can do five reps and it's hard. And I do five sets of that, which currently right now it's pretty low. It's like 185. But see, and that, that's a lot for me right now. For sure. But, and I guess it's the mentality from coming off of performance enhancers. Because when I was on Trembolone, for example, which for those of you who don't know, it's literally a steroid that they give bowls to put on meat. (laughs) <laughs> in, a, in a short amount of time my one my one rep max during that time i think i weighed 195 and my one my one rep max would have been one two three four five three thirty five 
And that, really? that was my, and my fucking goal at NTO was to get to 405. I was like dead fucking set on it. And this kid from my high school, who's literally 5'5", five, five, and he weighs one, he, I mean, he has that bodybuilder look. He's over 200 pounds. He did a 500 pound fucking bench press. That, see, and there's, there's no need for that ever. Yeah. Like functionally mm-mm. speaking. Never. Zero need for it. But I know, I know that I won't say his name, but I know who's juicing. You can tell. <laughs> you know, you know those numbers. Once those numbers get above 300 pounds and you look a certain way, you can kind of tell. Like 315, if you've been training a long time and you can rep 315, that's a good number. I think that's an awesome number. Yeah. Well, and without juicing, right? Without juicing. Correct. Yeah. But unless you have that like hardcore adrenaline, like lift a car off of my kid in an emergency thing going on, 400 plus is probably hard to achieve. Yeah. A lot of it, cause I, and I didn't get to 315 or 335 just by doing like just trying and failing, trying and failing. I worked up to 225 for 20 and I would do that for four sets. And then I would do that for weeks. And then I would say, okay, one rep max, I'm going to do it. And I was stupid because at NTO, I didn't have spotters or anything. So I would just go in there and be like, well, fucking hope I can. There were times, there were times in NTO where I could not get it up. So I had to like shimmy it off myself. Did, did you put the clamps on or did you mm-hmm. like, yep. make, oh, dude, that's horrible in yep. that situation. Yeah. Well, you I want to w- be able to at least dump it. Well, I was able to, you know, for sure. Yeah, I was able to, <laughs> I was able to roll it off of me and like roll it down my thighs, but it, it's it was stupid how and I was doing it. Anytime I'm working out by myself, like I I don't put the clamps on the end of the bar because I want to be able to dump the weight if yeah. I need to. Yeah. Like, okay, I break a weight. I have to pay like whatever amount of money to replace the weight. At least I'm still fucking breathing. Now that I'm like a little bit older and wiser in the gym, I don't even do flat bench press free weight anymore. I'll, if I'm doing bench press, I'll do Smith machine. But if I'm doing free weight, I'll do dumbbells. Yeah. I, I like dumbbells Because then you can more. just drop it. And you're working on stability muscles at yeah. the same time because you, you have to worry about balancing it. Yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. I think flat bench press is overrated. Incline bench press is killer, but what about decline? You know, I never did. I, w- I was never big on decline because it develops like the man tits, and I already have gyno, so okay. it pushes it out more. Back back when I I worked out a fuck ton, I was probably about your age at that time. Um, my decline was one eighty five, one ninety. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I mean, decline for me. I just never. I wasn't a big thing with it. But I go back to my. Here, I'm gonna pull up my something from my old Instagram. I was. So you're not even on this Instagram anymore. No, no, no. I mean, like clear from back in the day, like right here. Look at this. Yeah, you're asking to have your fucking legs broke by that. This, this was. I was definitely juicing then. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six on each side. So there's 12 plates of 45 plus, I think, another two. So 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Plus, like plus 25s. Two, yeah, two 25s. So 16, 16 times 45 plus 50. So it was a 770 press. 
And that's an incline leg press. Yeah. This lady on the phone talking next to me. And, uh, yeah. No, I was fucking... I was into it. I really... I really need to get my ass back to that position because... Like, and you don't realize it because you gradually... With, with juicing or without juicing? This is when I was doing... No, I mean, like, you say you need to get yourself back to it. And I'm... I, I will not do performance enhancers except SARMs now because I don't want to run the risk of having to do testosterone replacement. Okay. This was test. This was straight testosterone and DECA, and you could just tell I was bulkier then. Yeah. Um, but you, you kind of go into this different realm of thinking... Uh, like, yeah, that was NTO and that is NTO and I just, that's NTO. Yeah. Yeah, And the funny thing is you don't realize you decline. Like you don't realize that you get out of shape. It's not until you see yourself in pictures later, like Jesus Christ, I've let myself go. Yeah. And I've seen that with myself, you know, like, but at the same time, I can't worry about that because I'm life. looking towards something else. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. I look at it like yin and yang. I don't think of it as like, I need to spend two hours at the gym today. I think of it more as like six months, take time off, do something else, experiencing something else. Well, not even for me. It's it, I, I honestly, like my mood and everything would probably be better if I spent an hour or two at the gym every day. But I think you'll agree with me. Like I'm not going to go back to eating Tupperware chicken and rice oh, every day. Yeah. Not no, happening. Like, and, and, and that's what I did when I was trying to get like into Uber shape. But at the same time though, in that time of my life, I was training as if somebody was trying to kill me because there was somebody else on the other side of the world that was literally training to kill me. Yeah. You know, I don't know what their name was, but it was it, that that was the mentality I had. I was like, you have to train like someone's trying to kill you because there's someone training to to kill you. I right think you now. do need that goal too, because that's what that's what I miss now. I don't have that back right. then. I was where I wanted to compete, so I was like looking at these top guys and being like, "Fuck this guy, I could be better than him," and that was my the goal. It's like having that goal. Well, yeah, and back then my only goal was like survival. Yeah, like if I have to like seriously go fist to cuffs with somebody, I'm going to come out on top. Yeah. Now I'm like, if someone wants to fight, I, if someone's fighting, I'm like, I'm I'm just gonna. Well, I'm good right now. Th- nowadays, I'm like, if someone wants to fight me, I'm just gonna pull my gun out. No, I mean like if somebody's fighting each other, oh. like back then I would like try to intervene or whatever. There was this guy at Vasa who was. Oh, cl- I couldn't give a shit less about that. There was a guy at Vasa claiming that another guy touched his daughter, and they were like pushing each other and like pushing each other, and I went, "Hey!" <laughs> and I like walked over there, and there was firefighters there too, and they kind of broke it up. Nowadays, I just kind of watch it. You just yeah. kind of look at it, and I'm like, take in the show. Why do I need to get involved? Yeah, um, maybe it comes with age too. I don't know. I think part of it does, but um, like, I don't know. Back when I was, you're what, 24? Yeah, I was in Afghanistan when I was 24. Yeah. So, like, leading up to that time, when I'm 21, 22, 23, like, I, I was entirely aware that I could be sent to another country yeah. where 
probably 60% of the population wanted to kill me at the drop of a hat. Right. So that was my mindset for training. I'm back here now. People see my tattoo on my arm and they're like, thank you for your service. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, like people don't want to kill me here. Yeah. Um, so that's, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's a good place to be because I don't feel as on edge. Um, unless something sets off my, ptsd or something mm-hmm. like i i really don't feel like a backslide into that primal like i've got to survive does thunder does thunder ever trigger it no okay fireworks absolutely yeah um but i'm not going to be one of those fucking douchebags that hangs up a sign in their front yard on the fourth of july like combat veteran lives here please be respectful with the fireworks i'm not going to I'm yeah. not going to do that, dude. Like, if I want to get away from it, if I truly want to get away from it, and I'm, like, I'm not going to ruin my neighbor's fun for anything. Get a cabin in the woods. I, I'll go camping that weekend. Yeah. You know, I'll go somewhere where it's absolutely outlawed because of the risk of wildfire. Big cottonwood, just go yeah, up there. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, and, and, you know, Brian, for yeah. instance... He was here during the Fourth of July. Yeah. Um, he's like he's like that a, man has seen more combat. Yeah. Than me and my friends combined. Yeah. He's shooting like bottle rockets out of his ass crack, waving flags. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> With like, a kazoo in his mouth. Well, well he wasn't doing that because his kids were there. <laughs> but the thing is, is he would have. Yeah. And um, but he he he's a special breed of human being. But, like, if he, if he can do all of the shit that he's done yeah. as a Navy SEAL yeah. and tolerate aerial bottle rockets and mortar shells and stuff going off for the 4th of July, why can't I? Mm-hmm. I wasn't a Navy SEAL. Brian's probably had to kill somebody with his bare hands. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Probably, though. Yeah, well, if that's not his real name, then probably. Yeah, like, like I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, it could not, it could not be his real name. Yeah, you know, like he might have told Paul, my next door neighbor, like this is what you have to call me from now on. Yeah. Um. Like I don't, I don't fucking know, but like if if this guy, I mean, he's spent. 20 plus years in the military most of that as a seal yeah if he can handle fireworks i can handle fireworks yeah i get you you know and if i can't it's my obligation to leave because that little kid down the street that's shooting off bottle rockets with their dad making a good memory yep I don't want to fucking interfere with that. Yeah, you could be that old guy. Hey, fuck it. Like traumatize the kid. Yeah, I'm not going to be like that, dude. You know, I'll just put my fucking earplugs in or whatever. Go down into my basement. Watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest issue is crowds. Yeah. Lots of people. I mean, noises catch me off guard from time to time. And you can talk to people. That I've worked with in the past, um, 
Quentin, uh, Nicole, stuff like that, that like things will happen around me that are loud and unexpected and I do react to it. But, um, my biggest thing for me, like, so a noise happens, I react, I assess the situation. I figure out that it's not a big deal. I move on crowds. Yeah. Crowds are the thing for me. So, yeah. You don't know if agent 47 is lurking. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's like sitting behind the fucking next corner waiting to take me out or whatever. Yeah. Crowds. I, and obviously I've never had an experience where I've had to really worry about crowds, but where you're rubbing against people. So, so I, I have a multifaceted issue with crowds. Um, part of it's that. Yeah. The other part is, so ants. This is the best way to describe my issue. Ants uh, get more intelligent in numbers. Mm-hmm. Humans get less intelligent in numbers. All the sensory input, the sounds, the smell. Yeah. So, like, you you put a thousand ants together, they're able to create a colony. Um, under the right circumstances, they can recreate the entire New York subway system. Yeah. Uh, humans, you put thousands of them together and they turn into fucking retards, dude. Yeah. So that's my biggest issue is like, okay, I'm going, I'm going to Costco. Yeah. There's going to be 400 people in this fucking Costco. None of them are communicating with each other and they've all got their own agendas. Yeah. I don't know what any of them are. Yeah. No, that's fair. They're all unpredictable. You know, there's probably a guy in there that should be arrested for domestic violence that I don't even fucking know about. There's probably a child molester in there. Probably a guy that's getting ready to shoot up meth 10 minutes after he walks out of the fucking place. Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. That's how I I went to a place called Button Down one time. It was actually the time that uh, Anwar broke down on the side of the road. Okay. And I, I went there and imagine you go into this small like sports bar and there's 300 people packed in there. Fuck. You walk in there, everyone's like shoulder to shoulder. There's like girls twerking up on the fucking poles and like you're walking. I've been in that. It's called Fleet Week, dude. Fleet Week? <laughs> so like you walk in there and I remember like, I remember like, okay, I'm going to have a few of these AMFs and I didn't know what those were. I drew like two of them and then I start walking around and I'm like, Oh fuck, this isn't too bad. So I like started like just walking around the the club. I guess I went to the VIP section two times and I looped around twice and no one caught me and I I don't really I was so drunk but I was like I'm going to see if I can just go to the other side cuz there's people packed and you literally just like part the sea like you're shoving people and no one gives a fuck cuz they're all messed up and they're like dancing or whatever. And me in those situations I can't do that, dude. I'm not the type to just dance and forget or whatever. I'm like looking around, assessing the situation. Like, so look. Let me ask you this: Have you ever been kicked out of a club while sober? No, I have. I've never. I have been to a club sober. Yeah, I've but been I've kicked been. out of the club sober. What did you do? The double deuce in San Diego. Nick, Adam, I love you guys. Aaron, R.I.P. Um. I went there with a bunch of my Navy buddies back in the day, um, and I was DD, and they were getting 
fucking smashed. We we drove to uh fuck what was it called? I can't even remember the name of the mall. It's like the one right in the middle of San Diego proper. Yeah. Um we parked our car there. That's like what everyone down there does. And we walked to several different clubs throughout the course of the night. Mm-hmm. We ended at the Double Deuce. And I was just irritated. My friends were drunk. I was done dealing with it. Um, and I had to use the bathroom. And I'm sitting in this club that is exactly like you described, packed fucking shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. And I'm trying to get to the bathroom. I have to piss. Mm-hmm. And there's this heifer of a woman in my way. <laughs> Maybe clocking in at like 5'4", 180. Yeah, okay. And I go to step to the right. Her back's turned towards me, and she steps to the right. I say, excuse me. She doesn't get out of my way. I go to step to the left. She's talking to the person in front of her. She steps to the left. This woman would move faster if she lied on her side and rolled rather than walked. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I said, excuse me again. This little dance happens two more times or so. I don't really remember. Yeah. But I finally snap. And I'm like, get your fat fucking ass out of my way. I need to use the bathroom. Yeah. She made a scene. She turned around me, turned around and looked at me. I was like 165 pounds ish at this time, like shredded. Yeah. And, I was, and she's like, excuse me. I was like, you heard me, you fucking heifer. <laughs> I need to use the bathroom. You're in my goddamn way. You keep stepping in my way. Get the fuck out of my way. So I can get to the bathroom. Uh, I'm not in the mood for this bullshit. Yeah. And she starts like pulling the ghetto girl thing. She, well, I'll say white trash thing because oh, she wasn't yeah. black. I know what you're talking she, about. She was, she was white. But Trailer she, park style. Yeah. Yeah. And starts fucking yelling at me. And we were at a country bar and I was like, I don't give a fuck. Get out of my way. I need to use the bathroom. Slight commotion starts around me and yeah. her. Because I'm like, I am beyond done with my friends. Yeah. They've pushed the limits of my fucking hospitality for the night. Yeah. And then this woman's blocking my only route to relief. And a security guard or bouncer or whatever you want to call him, cooler, Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse, (laughs) comes up to me and says... Sir, you're going to have to leave. And I was like, I just need to use the bathroom. Tell her to move so I can use the bathroom. She was blocking the fucking hallway to the bathroom. Yeah. He's like, you're causing a scene. You need to have to leave. You're going to have to leave. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. So he escorts me out the front door. I walk around to the back of the place. I piss on the door handle of the employee (laughs) entrance. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And then I sit down on the curb and get approached by cab after cab for the next two and a half hours while I wait for my friends to finish partying inside. Oh, oh, dude, that's Mick, so funny. 
I love the shit out of you, but don't ever do that to me again, bro. Oh my god, that's great. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I I uh I've never had an experience like that. I do remember I can't remember the club's name. It was downtown and there was this fucking annoying guy that just kept talking to us and like introducing himself and like yeah dude yeah yeah and like talking talking i thought it was so fucking annoying he was like hitting on chicks and getting turned down like blatantly yeah and then he would come back and talk to us and leave he was a fucking player on the uh real salt lake really i had no idea Anwar really? told me afterwards. I was like, I don't, I don't really care. I'm not a big, I'm not huge into care. soccer. Yeah, I don't care. But I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that. I thought it was just some annoying dude. I just thought he was a fucking cuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we're at about an hour and five. So let's see here. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll wrap it up right now. We'll be back and, uh, I'll give you this little bit of information, cheapshotdiscussions at gmail.com. Please, for the love of God, email us. Yes. Anything. Please, anything. Yeah. We'll fucking talk about it. We'll let you know which episode it's going to be on. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. Cheapshotdiscussions at gmail.com. This has been Cheap Shot Discussions. Signing off.